0: The ABC's Word Wizard. The Lord of Language. A word in your ear, with Professor Raleigh Sussex.
1: It's that time of day. The ABC's Word Wizard, Roly Sussex, OAM, Emeritus Professor from the School of Languages and Cultures at the University of Queensland, is here, willing and able to talk to you about words, language, and linguistics. One 222 two six twelve is the number you can call. That's one 222 two six twelve. Rolly, good afternoon. This week, you want to kick off by talking about food words in the English language. What are you going to dish out as your starting course?
0: Well, um, not so much a course, but a pre-course discussion, actually, because what's odd about English is that we have imported food words from all over the place, especially French but also from Italy, think about all those pasta words, Germany, China, Japan, Indonesia, Malaysia, India, Spain. And yet, we've exported very few, and I'll get to that in a moment. Um, The most famous statement about this was in 1819. Sir Walter Scott wrote a novel called Ivanhoe, and he noted that all the words for animals come from Germanic languages, which is where English belongs, words like deer, cow, bull, calf, ox, pine, swine, um, sow and sheep and pig. But all the words for the meats from them come from French, venison, beef, pork and mutton, which suggests that even in 1066, when the Normans crossed the Channel and installed Norman French as the language of England, English cooking was already not great. It's sad, actually. And it's also true of vegetables, although not quite as much across the board. The only Germanic common vegetables are peas and beans. Uh, but from French, we got uh, carrot, parsnip, cabbage, tomato, onion and celery, and possibly to potato, although that maybe came from Spanish. Um, and of course, aubergine and courgette and olive are French. Broccoli is Italian cherries and apricots and bananas we've got from other languages so there's not a great deal of what we eat which actually belongs to us in terms of language hmm. it's sad
1: Terribly so. And is it potato, potato, tomato, tomato? I mean, that's ah, a whole chat for another time. It but, is. But let's look at some of the the quirky English words, because whilst we might not have many for simple raw ingredients, there are a few peculiar words that, that, that speak to peculiar dishes that the yeah. English speakers love. Yeah, can I
0: just start with, with this thought, that we, English has exported very few food words to other languages. And probably the most common one is beefsteak, um, sandwich, burger, which comes from the US, of course, and partly tea. Um, and thanks to the New Zealanders who grabbed Chinese gooseberries and rebadged them as kiwi fruit, kiwi is known all the way through Europe. But that's not a lot. Sandwich, beefsteak, tea, burger and kiwi. Whereas, of course, the, the hundreds and hundreds of words that have come into English from other languages very impressive. What is... Distinctive about Australian English pie floater. Have you ever had a pie floater?
1: Yes, and it was magnificent It
0: is it's an upside down pie in a sea of mushy peas with a great big blob of tomato sauce on top particularly in South Australia Then there's Pavlova and there we're fighting with the Kiwis about who actually invented it Um, Dagwood dog is an Australianism That's a sausage dipped in batter and fried
1: Now I'm interested in that one Because when I think dag in Australian context I think of rear ends of sheep Now has that got anything to do I mean where did dagwood dog come from Etymologically speaking Professor Etymologically
0: speaking It came from a dagwood sandwich Okay From the American There was a character called Dagwood Bumstead Who was in comics (laughs) around about the 70s or whatever Right And a Dagwood sandwich in America is a great big thick sandwich with stuff in the middle And we grabbed the Dagwood and put dog on the end. Dog of course is also an American word for a sausage And it comes from American University slang where they thought that sausages probably contained dog meat So they called sausages dogs. So Dagwood dog, which is Australian, is in fact doubly American And it doesn't really belong to us at all (laughs)
1: Scandalous, Professor Sussex. Scandalous.
0: Yeah. What else scandalous. have You, got Do you want some more? Yes, I talked about. I talked about Kiwi. Um, Putin in Canada. P o u t i n e is chips, cheese, curd, and gravy.
1: Oh yum! Mm. Yeah, no, I'd have that for sure. Sign me yeah, up. It's not bad. Mm.
0: Um, we've got haggis from Scotland, of course, which is sheep or calf offal. And awful as the entrails and other organs of animals, with oatmeal and seasoning rammed into a sheep's stomach for hogmanay. Um, I have never had haggis, and it's one of the things which I'm. Kind of running away from
1: well I'm going to cook tongue next week uh, from a listener recipe. Ah. I've picked up the tongue press and I'm having a crack at cooking tongue so I don't know how I'll go with haggis. maybe we'll save that for down the track um, but there's a okay. there's a dish that Malcolm in Regency Downs knows all about that I, I wonder if you have some insight into Professor Malcolm hello hello what's what's this What's this particular word and meal? I've never heard of it.
0: I, I think it's a family word pick a marish.
1: Pick a marish. Oh.
0: Never heard of it. A, a bit of, to set the scene, um, us big mob of unruly kids prowling to the kitchen in the evening. Mum, what's for dinner? Pick a marish. Now go and wash your hands. Um, oh, I think okay. the derivation may have been from my grandfather, who was a missionary in the islands to the north of New Guinea. Yes. And I think marish may have been pigeon for food. Would that be I correct? Wonder. Uh, it's possible. I know someone who speaks pigeon, and I'll go and find out. But uh, this is this is a very obscure one, and I think it may well be your family's specialisation. Never heard it. And of course, if you don't know how to spell it, finding it on the web is is really really hard. <laughs> I'll have a go though.
1: Thank you very much, Malcolm. Tony in Kansas, turned the tractor off so we can get a nice clear line to you, Professor. Good day, Tony. Hey.
0: hey, good afternoon, uh, Roly. While I've been waiting, I think you might have touched on it, but um, yeah, the term sandwich, where does that oh, come yes. from? Ah, it came from the Earl of Sandwich, who liked playing cards, and one day he wanted a quick nibble without leaving the card table, and he told his butler to go and rustle up something simple and, and tasty to eat, and it was in fact the butler who entered, invented the sandwich, but his name never got on it, I'm afraid. It was the Earl of Sandwich. And so this is something, it's called an eponym, which is named after somebody, like a Wellington boot or a raglan sleeve. And the poor old butler got no credit at all, which hmm. I think is really sad.
1: Outrageous. By the way, you mentioned hot dogs, which obviously dog for the sausage, but then yes. you think about it in the context of a sausage between two bits of bread or a bun. Yes. Do you qualify that as a sandwich, Rolly?
0: Mm. Well, do you, have you ever had
1: a chip butty? yes.
0: Yeah, which is a, it's an English thing. It's chips between two slices of bread. Um, you can put lots of things between bits of bread and call them sandwiches. Uh, but is I, a hot dog a
1: sandwich or is it not? I don't not? think so. Okay. I don't think
0: so because a sandwich for me has uh, parallel bits of bread and a hot dog is not.
1: Hmm. Tony, thank you. We'll let you get back on that tractor and back to work. <laughs> Wonderful question. Thanks, Tony. Jane's at Logan Village. G'day, Jane. Hi. Go, go ahead, my dear. What would you like to know? Um okay my husband and I were having a debate some time ago about the pronunciation of pergola mm-hmm. and he swore that it was actually pergola mm-hmm. and of course me being me I tried to go online to prove him wrong and all of <laughs> the sites that we clicked on were actually pronouncing it as pergola <gasps> mm-hmm. So we ended up having to join the Australian um, Macquarie Dictionary site yeah. <laughs> to hear how Australians pronounce it. And, of course, they were pronouncing it pergola.
0: Right. The, the, this is an Italian word, and in Italian it's pergola. And if you're going to be correct and follow the majority international pronunciations, it's pergola. But an awful lot of Australians know enough Italian that they think that the stress has got to be on the second last word, like gnocchi and spaghetti and vermicelli and so on. And so they put they put the stress on pergola. You'll hear both in Australia. I think personally that pergola is more correct, but uh, both are known and recognised, and if the Macquarie says pergola, then reluctantly I'll concede 15 all.
1: Oh, okay. I've been saying pergola all my life, Jane. So uh, there we go, standing corrected. Thank you very much, Jane. Thanks, Rolly. Uh, Robert in has called through to ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland with a question for your Lord of Language, Professor Rolly Sussex. Robert, hello. Go ahead.
0: Hello. Uh, Good afternoon, uh, Rolly. Um, uh, I I notice, um, I'm noticing that, um, for, for example, we have eliminated the misuse uh, of the word of uh, c- uh, con- c- controversy Controversy. Oh, yes. uh, we've misused uh, we seem to have wiped out con- controversy mm-hmm. quite successfully but yes. now I notice that including our dear ladies on the ABC we're, we're changing the word because to be- because
1: mm-hmm.
0: it, 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 without any uh, pronunciation on a u. So, mm. if, so if you listen carefully to uh, radio announcers, like uh, quite more more often than not, I uh, say b- because because. Mm. So, um, it, would you say that that's a reasonable um, development of the language? Okay, um, the favourite. Pronunciation for controversy is controversy, but controversy is very, very frequent, and you'll hear both the dictionaries prefer controversy, and I still do, uh, but I think among younger people, controversy is probably more common. Now, as far as because goes, because is a preposition and it always is followed by um, something else, and that means that the the something else tends to get the major stress. No, because of the weather, because of the weather. And we never really give because full value unless you separate the word out and, you know, deal with it as an individual item. So, because, this is what I think, other than that, because of the weather, if you take that and unpack it using some software, you'll find that there's a because rather than because, and it's simply because the word is linked up to a bigger phrase and it doesn't have the main stress anymore, so the vowel gets reduced.
1: There you have it. All right, I'll uh, try and emphasise the right syllables as I <laughs> proceed in my radio career, Robert. Thank you. And good sport, I appreciate your call. Uh, all of your calls coming through for Professor Rolly Sussex this afternoon. I'm Kat. You're on ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland or Queensland. Uh, John in Cairns, uh, damper, my dear. What's what's wrong with damper? Have you have you made some? Can I have some? Where is it?
0: Well, I've knocked up a few. Um You know, just plain flour, salt and water. Lovely. And and I've even thrown in some cooked mashed pumpkin.
1: Ooh, yes. Now we're talking. Baked in the coals. Yes.
0: Baked in the coals. Don't eat for camp oven.
1: Okay.
0: And, you know, you you directly knock off the charcoal and, and soot. Yes. And it tastes absolutely magic if you've done it right. Yeah, yes. it's unleavened bread, which means it doesn't have any yeast to make it rise, mm-hmm. and it's a specialty of Australia and New Zealand, um, and it's one of the words which I should have listed in my in my list before with high uh, floater. Thank you.
1: Excellent stuff. Thank you very much, John. Kim's on the Gold Coast. Kim, hello. It's haggis on in your head today, is it? Hello. Yes. Hello. How are you? Good mate. Fire away. Good. Uh, Roly. you've never tasted haggis, so you've never lived. Um, when I was a young
0: fella in England, um, we used to go up to the northern part of England and have, for breakfast, we'd have slices of haggis and black pudding with eggs. Ah, okay. And of course, black pudding uh, is not pudding at all, it's blood sausage. Correct. <laughs> yes, it's a blood sausage, but black pudding was quite common, and, and I can't find it in Australia. I have, uh, I've looked, but I couldn't find it in Australia. But I have a, I have a comment about your word, because. Yes, go on. Because I've always, you've always said it's because. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always known it as because, because mm-hmm. the, a cause um, is the, sec, the small word of Because. Historically, it. Am I that's I wrong? true. <laughs> well, historically, it's true, uh, but uh, in in modern English, because has become the two bits are glued together. It's got one stress, and the second vowel is listed in all the dictionaries as o. Oh. So, because because is is found sometimes, and it's certainly found in in British dialects. I've heard it over there quite a bit. Uh, but it's not the standard
1: pronunciation. I would like to try haggis, Kim. I'll, I'm, yeah, I think I'm working my way up to it. I don't mind a bit <laughs> of black pudding. Uh, Kim, thank you for your call. Graham in Wilston. Hello, Graham. Go ahead.
0: Good afternoon. How are you?
1: Well, thank you, sir. Fire away.
0: Um, Rolly, you mentioned the word burger as mm. coming from the shortening of um, from the states. I always thought um, burger was a shortening of hamburger, which reflected a type of um, meal, so to speak, Mm -hmm. from Hamburg. Yeah, you're quite right. Hamburger and Frankfurter, the the E-R on the end of the word in German simply means someone from that place. So a Frankfurter is someone from Frankfurt, a hamburger is someone from Hamburg, and in fact a Berliner is someone from Berlin, Berliner in German. Now the Americans took this and made 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 hamburgers and frankfurters and so on and they then they produced a shortened form burger which is in fact um, exported out of english and is found in many countries in um, certainly through south america and in asia where i found it many parts of europe as well you know you can get a burger and it's called a burger and certainly you're quite right about the origin it means someone from a place uh, but the word meaning some you uh, know, an item of food is one of the Americans' contributions to world cuisine.
1: In fact, it was a particular American president, I think, who made a ham-fisted attempt to sound like a Berliner, ich bin Berliner, when he was in Berlin, calling right. himself a, a pastry or something, isn't it? Uh,
0: that was Kennedy. I was in Berlin and heard it that day. Oh no! <laughs> uh, yep. And Berliner in in Berlin means two things: either someone from Berlin, or a jam donut. Um, now everybody understood that he when he said ich bin. Ein Berliner it means I am someone from Berlin I'm expressing solidarity with you this was when Berlin was split down the middle by the wall uh, but uh, unkind people they accused him of saying something which he hadn't said he did not say I'm a jam donut that was that was just a, a piece of unkind comment
1: nothing wrong with a jam donut of course uh, no. to Paul in Townsville with a question about uh, numerological pronunciation hello
0: mm-hmm Hello, clever people. Um, uh, one quick question: the connect, correct pronunciation of the number between fifth and seventh. Mm-hmm. And and another question: when listening to uh, reports of the soccer tournaments, it's usually described as the round of number mm. one, two, three, or four. If you yes. listen to rugby league or any other sporting competition, it's just round one, two, three, or four. What's oh. the difference? Um, okay, I think that, thank you. This is, I think, something which is specific. Which is the code that has round off? Soccer. Uh, Soccer. Well, yeah. okay. I think That's interesting. By the way, it's called football throughout Europe and, and many parts of the world. Um, in Australia, football depends on where you are. Um, that's an interesting one. i have to chase it up. I didn't know it. As to your first question, it is sixth, so it's a bit like K S T H, but an, a lot of people simplify it, sixth. And, and you get a sort of a KTH thing. Um, and it's because the connection of, the combination of sounds in the middle is so hard uh, that uh, at anything except very slow, careful speech, you'll find it simplified.
1: Excellent. Paul, some homework for Professor Rowley Sussex joining you every Thursday afternoon after half past one here on ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland. Sadly, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for your calls. If you missed out today, don't worry, we'll get to your questions next week. Time for your last word, Professor, before we hit the news.
0: This is Mahatma Gandhi, uh, the the Indian statesman. Journalists asked him, what do you think of Western civilization?" And Gandhi said, oh, I think it would be a good idea. (laughs)
1: I'll pay that Professor, a pleasure and a privilege Thank you so very much for your time
0: Thanks Kat, more food next week
1: Oh delicious
0: On your radio and online
1: At home or on the road
0: This is ABC Radio